1: Absolutely, absolutely. You know as
0: much as I know. Right now, we've been able to stuff the stuff. The curse is broken, NC State
1: fans, finally. <laughs> finally.
0: Hey, happy thanksgiving. I
1: mean, that's a triple play. Wolfpack ain't for soft, it ain't for soft people.
0: Welcome to a very special spring football edition of Pack Therapy. I'm Joe Giglio, your host, and of course, I'm joined by Wolfpack great Miami Dolphins legend Mike glennon mike glennon will be actually be on the call for the acc network on saturday it's the spring game one o'clock from carter finley stadium you can actually watch it live on acc network extra and then it'll be re-aired during the week i'm sure we'll have all off season to see and hear your beautiful voice mike glennon mike appreciate you hope you're doing well hope you've uh hope you represented pack therapy well in the miami dolphins locker room
1: how much did he miss me? Did, was Scott a, you know, did he fill in okay or are you eager to get back to talking to me? I, I got to tell you, um, you and Scott are, uh, play a very
0: similar role on Pack Therapy. You, you each have your expertise and then you each, you, you know, you you you, you kind of needle me a little bit. You, you guys both know how to get, uh, the reaction out of me, so I appreciate. Oh, the, so you're Scott.
1: saying that you know as much about basketball as you claim you know football, which is yes, yes. Okay. It's annoying, oh, okay. isn't so it? Th- so that's the common denominator. It's not me and me and Scott are the common denominator. You, you're the common denominator in this one.
0: Well. Uh... All right, let's let's not do that. Let's not get into uh, conversation. What I know and what I don't know about football. Here's what I do know: NC State has a lot of quarterbacks this spring. They have a new offensive coordinator, Robert Anai, who spent a lot of time at Virginia. Had a successful run there. He was at Syracuse last year. Really, I thought added a spark and some wrinkles to that offense. I, I understand why Dave Doran went and hired Robert and I. I think this was a good move. Remember Tim Beck? the offense coordinator in the last three years. He ends up getting the head job at Coastal Carolina. That's awesome for Tim Beck. It's a great situation at, at Coastal. I think they have a, a solid program. I think he's going to do well there with the Chanticleers. I do think it is also a good thing for NC State. Because I do think it's time for some some new ideas, some new wrinkles. And I think that will help NC State as they transition from last year, which was supposed to be the Devin Leary year. But of course, it turns out that four different quarterbacks had to play and win games for NC State. Now they have some options, Mike. And I know at I'm sure we'll see all three of those primary options during the spring game. Let's start with the one we're most familiar with. And even then it's a small sample size, MJ Morris. He'll have a new number. He's wearing the number seven now. He is coming off of a knee injury, but he has been able to participate this spring. Uh, just, just give us a little bit of what you've been able to see and what you've been able to uh, observe about how MJ looks this spring, first of all, health-wise, and then maybe how you think he fits in with what we know Robert and I has done in the past at Virginia with some of the different quarterbacks that he's had there.
1: Yeah, first off, he looks healthy to me. Um, I don't see any signs of, you know, lingering issues or, or anything like that. So he seems good to go. And the thing that jumps out about MJ is the guy has arm talent. To Some of the throws you see him make really as a, you know, not even a full year removed from high school. He's got, you know, real arm talent. So that is the uh, – you know, the bright spot of his game is is what he can bring to the table, throwing the football. And obviously he can make some plays with his legs. Now I, I do think he needs to be a little more careful with that because that's what caused him to get banged up last year. So to see him, you know, be healthy and maintain. But I think the big question with MJ is what's the plan with Brendan Armstrong. I mean, you look at it, he made the number change, number seven now, but he's also a sophomore. He didn't get that red shirt year. He burned that red shirt year. So how does this competition play out? You know, I think it could end up being a really good thing for MJ. He gets a redshirt year. He doesn't burn another year of eligibility, and then he has three years to kind of do his thing. But we'll we'll see how this whole thing shakes out. I've heard some rumors that transfer portal, I guess, opens back up after the spring. Yeah. And if he's not happy, you know, does does he you know look to move on? I, I think it would be smart for him to stick around. Like you. Point to Robert and I have done some good things with quarterbacks, obviously with Brennan Armstrong at Virginia. You saw how he turned around Garrett Schrader last year at Syracuse. Um, I think this offense fits the quarterback well. He puts him in good positions um, with the matchups, with designing plays to find open receivers. So um, I think very highly of MJ. I just hope he has the patience uh, if his number is not called to be the guy to stick around in similar situation to what I went through here. That, that you obviously know well, you know, you don't have to play right away. It's okay to sit a little bit to get to the NFL. You need about two good seasons and, and he'll have plenty of opportunity to. So um, I really hope he doesn't look for that instant gratification. And he kind of sees the big picture here, but as far as, from what I've seen, I mean, the guy has talent. There's a reason why he provided that spark. He did last year. Um, but I think at the same time, we had to realize it was, it was about six good quarters of football. He came in that second half against Virginia Tech, played really well. He played really well against Wake Forest. I think that's when he got banged up, struggled a little against Boston College. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves and know this guy is the next next great one to come out of NC State. But I do think he has the potential. He just has to be patient and realize that if it doesn't happen this year, it's time to come in.
0: It's easy to forget now. You mentioned that the the Richard ear was used and it's it was burned. It's easy to forget now that Devin Leary was supposed to be the quarterback the whole year, right? This we go into seasons thinking, okay, this is going to happen. And then you know something is going to change. Now, obviously, it's probably an outlier that you win four games with four different quarterbacks. I understand that. But you do have to be prepared. And I think they probably had – obviously, when he played against Charleston Southern, which you can go back now and look at, that was the fifth game. They were just trying to get him reps, thinking this will be the only time we get a chance to get him any reps. So I do think there is something to – if they decide – And let's be honest here. One of Dave Doran's strengths has been player development and player retention Uh, in this transfer portal era. All you got to do is look down the road to Chapel Hill at all the players that have left that program in since the since NC State beat them. And there's a market difference. And while I have been critical of, of certain aspects of Dave Doran and the program, I think you also have to point out the things that they do well. Number one. They develop players. Number two, they retain players and have they've had a whatever. I hate the word culture, but I will say that what they've done is they've made it a, a, a place where, you know, you can go and get to the NFL and, the, you know, you can go and you're going to get a fair shake. And uh, one of the things I love that Dave has said since the ball game is he understands when people transfer for playing time reasons. Like he has those conversations with the players, I think that's why he's been as successful as he has in the portal in keeping players basically in the program.
1: And I think that kind of will segue to what we're going to talk about next. Is he's also done a good job of bringing in transfer quarterbacks. He brought in Jacoby okay. Brissett from Florida. He brought in Ryan Finley from Boise State. Nearly similar situation when they had Eli Drinkwitz, who was also at Boise State. um, he brought in Bailey Hawkman, who ended up being the starter. So yep. back to our common denominator is every time he's brought in a transfer quarterback, that guy's ended up being the guy. So, you know, I, I think when you bring in Brendan Armstrong, who had an incredible year two years ago with Robert and I struggled this past year, he's a 6 year player. I don't think he's transferring to NC State. If he doesn't feel pretty good about being the guy.
0: Let's flash back to last offseason speaking of i thought we were going to see devin leary for the whole year you were doing some of your work on on twitter's uh evaluating different acc quarterbacks and you had tweeted something about Brendan armstrong and how good he was and i i gave you the eyeball emoji as i was like whoa interesting so maybe you knew maybe maybe you had the crystal ball maybe you knew when you were praising Brendan Armstrong seemingly at Devin Leary's expense, that you knew one day Brendan Armstrong would be here wearing the red and white—is that—is that what
1: happened? To go back before you CC Devin Leary on Twitter, <laughs> like yeah, I, a did. I did outright snitch you. Yes. I said Brendan Armstrong loser. was my favorite quarterback to watch. <laughs> I said Devin Leary was the best, and neither of those really played out to come true this year. Um but I I thought so highly of Brennan in this Robert and I system. He lost five offensive linemen. They had five new offensive yeah. linemen at Virginia last year. He had a new offensive coordinator. The receivers struggled at times catching the ball. There was a lot of drops. And to be blunt, he didn't play as well either. He didn't look sure. like the same guy. He didn't look as confident. He wasn't throwing with conviction, with anticipation, with accuracy like he was the year before. So Hopefully, this is uh, going to be a fresh start for him, and but it also brings back that old juju that he had two years ago when he threw for 4,500 yards and, and set all kinds of records at Virginia um, with Robert and I. So being around the guy, seeing him a little bit, he he looks, he treats it like he's a pro. You could tell he's mature. Um, everything I heard when he was getting recruited or whatever, it, it, he didn't have to be... You know, impressed by the facilities or what have you. It was strictly business. He came here for a business move to have success. I'm sure to to prepare him for the next level, to give him the best shot. Um, and I've been impressed with him sitting in on the meetings. He asks good questions. You can tell he knows the offense really well. His command out there on the field. He just has a really mature way about him um, for the college level. He, he acts and treats it like like he's already a pro.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And I always love to ask you questions about having to learn a new offense, having to go through a new system and, and what changes. Brendan Armstrong, 2021 at Virginia, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, ran for nine touchdowns, looked like an all ACC guy, threw for 4,400 yards. I know a lot of people were mad when he had, uh, I think it was second team all ACC over Devin Leary. And then last year, you know, and, and you know, we could just say it. Um, we know Des Kitchings and that's a difficult situation to go up there and have five new offensive linemen, right? Like straight up that, that's a difficult situation to walk into and have now learn a new offense. So last year, Brennan, you know, his his passing yardage was literally in half 2,200 yards, seven touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He only played in 10 games last year. So there was some injury issues there for him, uh, but just his size, Mike, and then lefty, um, what kind of stands out about you when you just kind of see him walk into the room and, and when you yeah, see him throw the ball? He's, um,
1: right? he's a pretty stout guy. Like, he's got some, um, he's thick and he runs that way. Like, he's a, I think NC State fans are going to love the kind of grittiness he brings when he runs with the football. I, I remember two years ago against Virginia Tech, he trucked a guy to get in the end zone to take the lead. I believe they ended up losing the game, but it was like an incredible gutsy play that you don't really see from your quarterback kind of like Tim Tebow like with uh, the way he runs the ball and, and he throws the ball really well. He is that lefty. He's got a bit of a long motion. Um, the one thing that he needs to improve on is he, he has a tendency to turn the ball over in the pocket. He doesn't always keep two hands on the ball and gets a little reckless with it at times. Uh, so I'm sure that's something that they're going to be on him about cleaning up, uh, especially in you know. Doran's a defensive minded head coaches, and there's nothing that drives those guys crazier than uh, seeing a quarterback turn the ball over um, and, and not being, well, you know, secure two hands on the ball. A Lee McNeil's
0: that? interception, though, a Brendan Armstrong is actually what got a Lee McNeil. First team All ACC because he had a big guy touchdown. Now he's enjoying his NFL career in no small part because of that play. Sometimes those yeah. highlight players are, are what get you on somebody's radar. And McNeil made the most of that uh, tip pass that he that he took. Um, Actually, brings so me about to next point the point. About-
1: offense and for him to have already been in this offense for years, like of all my years in the NFL, I've never had the luxury of being in the same offense more than once. Outside of one time, I had it for two years. But if I I could literally go back right now and run Coach Bible's offense from what I ran at NC because I was in it for five sure. years and I could I could do it honestly in my sleep. Like I could I if you call, told me a to play, I could do everything with it. And I'm sure that's where Brennan is with this offense, is that he's been running this offense for so long. He had that new offense last year, but this is yeah. what he's comfortable with. This is what he grew up in. And I think that's a huge added added advantage for him having been in this offense for so long. I mean, he's a six year guy. I mean, I imagine he's older than a lot of NFL quarterbacks, um, you know, these young guys. And I, I think we'll, we'll see um, uh, what he was two years ago in this Robert Dyson submission. Save big
0: on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. And that also now brings us to Ben Finley, the star of the win over Carolina to end the regular season. Then he did play in the bowl game. There, there might have been a comeback to the mean there a little bit in the performance against Merlin. I still don't know what to make of bowl game performances. We, we don't know who's playing, who's not playing, motivation, yada, yada, yada. Um, the best the, the less we talk about the Merle, Merlin game, the better. But I would say to you that Ben Finley is a guy, you talk about being – in school and being around, obviously loves the program because he had a chance. I would assume he, had, well, he had a chance to go somewhere else and play football. Uh, and could, I think he's got three years of eligibility left as well. So he, he definitely had a chance to move on, but you know, right away after the, even before during bowl practice, he had told Dave he who coming back basically knows he's going to be a backup, but uh, just what have we seen from Ben this spring? I'm sure he's not a guy that lacks confidence. I think that's one thing we've learned with, with Ben
1: Finley. <laughs> Right. He definitely doesn't show that he lacks confidence. But from what it sounds like is kind of before that Carolina game and before his stretch of playing, like he was ready to move on and just I sure. think he graduated this past December and he was ready just to kind of move on with life. Uh, which is crazy that he has three years left, I guess because of COVID year and redshirt year and yeah. graduating so quickly. But I think that's what's awesome about his situation is it kind of uh brings me back to when we had Kyle Bambard on and how it can beat you up mentally, this this game can. But he found the love for the game again, which is incredible. I don't think people realize um, that what can happen when you're in those kind of pressure situations, how it can just drain you. You put in all this work and it doesn't go your way and it can just
0: suck the, the love of the game away from you.
1: And he seems to have found that back. And I'm telling you, this guy, is he, he can play – at a power five school watching him at practice. They got three guys on the team that I think could be power five starters. Um, and he's throwing the ball really well. Um, I think he's he's more confident in, in his ability. You know, I, you talk about his confidence um, with, with that Carolina game, but I think he's got a little bit more, um, I guess you could call it swag. And I think it's just like, he knows he can do it now. He, he proved to himself, I belong at this level. In that game against Carolina, and I think that goes a long way with with what you have in between your years and what you can do. So, I, I'm just telling you that I don't know how this whole thing shakes out if Brennan becomes a starter, what MJ does, but I think NC State fans should feel good about Ben Finley in his role for this year and potential down, you know, next year if he has yeah. a shot of being the guy.
0: Yeah, without when they added Brennan, I had said. I think a smart plan would be to play Brennan this year, have Ben be the backup this year, and then use the red shirt that you weren't didn't have the luxury to use for MJ last year. Now, that can be difficult for someone in MJ's position to accept, but it also you can use the past and say, hey, this is how we've developed players. You can look at Robert Nye's track record and say this is how his quarterbacks have done, you know, uh, again, at Virginia uh, they, they have had some guys there put up some really big numbers. So I, I think if that was the plan, perfect. I, but you, not, you and I know how plans go, right? Oh, Devin no. Leary's going to be this. Oh, he got uh, you know, the, the, the COVID year where you're, now you've got two or three quarterbacks you're throwing out there too. So you never really know in college football. So going into the season with three guys who could start uh, at the P5 level, that's, that's pretty nice. That's a pretty nice thing to have.
1: Yeah, I mean, never would you have imagined last year NC State. I would have thought Devin Leary was going to play every game. They ended up playing four guys. MJ had no intention of of playing last year. And that's why I think you just have to be patient. Like, it's going to work out for you if you just stick it out. Like you said, doran has got a good track record. He's already put two quarterbacks in the NFL. Devin Leary probably will be next year. I mean, there's... There's proof to the pudding here, and who knows what's going to happen. Even if Brendan is a day one starter, if there's ever uh, evidence that things can go a different way, it's last year in the quarterback situation that played out. So uh, I think all three of these guys are are really the, the strength of this team. No matter who's playing, I think they can all help this team win uh again you'll be working the spring game saturday 1
0: o'clock. that game's on ACC network extra nc state spring game catch mike lennon on there of course and you catch all of our episodes wrlsportsfan.com find us on youtube as well do us a favor subscribe if if you have a thought on who should be starting a quarterback or if you if you like my plan uh, my plans are great leave a comment below uh but mike my question for you now and i and i know you've seen some practice and i'm not trying to get you in trouble at all um, who are these quarterbacks going to throw to? Cause our guy, your friend there, Thomas, uh, had a great pro day. I'm hoping he gets a shot in the NFL. I, I know, uh, he'll be missed. And then, you know, we know that, uh, Devin Carter has transferred. Keon Lassane is back, but you know, 31 catches from last year, not a lot of familiar names there, Mike. So what, what are you thinking could be some of these options for the quarterbacks?
1: Yeah, I think that's the big question mark right now is who's going to step up at receiver, you know, dating back to two years ago, but the main receiver, Mecca Mezzi, obviously gone there, Thomas gone, Devin Carter gone. Those are really the top three guys from the from the last couple of years. So who's going to replace him? I think it's going to have to be Keon Hussein, He's kind of the leader of the group. Um, he he flashed last year at time, but I think it's going to be his time to kind of be that go-to guy. And then who who else? Trent Penix banged up a lot of last year, but I think Robert and I can really find him a role, kind of like what he did last year at Syracuse with Aranda Gadsden, kind of this tight end receiver hybrid mix, Um, get him in the mix. And then there's uh, Julian Gray, speed guy, but he's got to, you know, do it out there on Saturdays. I I know he's flashed a bunch. I told you about him last year in the scrimmages. I know he's flashing again in the scrimmages this year, but no, let's see you do it on the Saturday in the fall. Um, Porter Rose is a guy we've seen a little Trill bit. Timmons has a big touchdown stuff. against yeah. Carolina um, from Ben Finley. Anthony Smith's the speed guy, now a junior. But I do know from being out of practice, there's this big six-foot-four wearing number 11. I'm like, who is this guy making plays? And it's a true freshman, early enrollee, Juice Verene. Uh, again, he could be a guy. He came in at, or he's listed as a tight end. Um, but I, he could be that same Aranda Gatson type of role. Yeah. Um, I know they're excited about him. He's, he's a, he does not look like uh, a guy that should still be in high school. Um, so hopefully one of these guys steps up and kind of becomes that go-to guy f- for the quarterback, but maybe it'll be more of a, uh, you know, kind of by committee. Everyone steps in and has their role, but that's definitely, to me, the big question mark is, is, who are these quarterbacks going to be thrown to?
0: One of my favorite uh, exchanges with Tom O'Brien, your coach at NC State, was about the spring game. And I I, I said, well, <laughs> this this is a great example of my worldview and Tom's worldview. And I don't know, you're getting on me for my worldview. But I was like, well, everyone's happy at the spring game because you're guaranteed a win, right? And he goes, yeah guaranteed a loss too (laughs) okay that's fair it's fair tom always went uh strong on strong dave i don't know what the format will be uh on saturday but mostly we we've seen the, the starters play against the backups in these spring game formats on the on the defensive side uh so many new faces uh but aiden white peyton wilson back i mean that's a pretty good start for that, for the defensive side, I know uh, with Tony Gibson and the work that he's done, I know there's a lot more confidence in what NC State can do in a transition year this year on the defensive side of the ball. But is what have you kind of been able to uh, discern about that defensive side? I know they feel good about their secondary, and I think really their only two significant transfer additions are on the defensive side too, right? Yeah. The,
1: the portal. Edition. Yeah, I think having Tony Gibson is huge. I think his scheme and his kind of ability to to game plan against defenses is um gonna always make NC State's defense good. But the, the best news was having Peyton Wilson come back. I think it would have yep. been tough to recover from losing Darius Moore, Trey Thomas, and Peyton Wilson. I mean those were that was the strength of the defense last year and to lose all three would have been, you know, obviously uh, a a big issue for this defense but having payton come back is i don't think you can understate his value now he just needs to stay healthy he can be yeah. the best player on the field when healthy um he has such a high motor uh he's the leader of the defense and i mean it, it just seems like he his closing speed he can just swallow the quarterback when he when he rushes so that's huge get an aiden white back all acc player four interceptions uh we two of them I the had a really day. good season big six. Um, and then up front, Davin Mann is a guy, another high motor guy. He had some sacks last year. So they have the pieces um, to, to sustain kind of what they did. I don't know if they'll be quite the level they were last year. I, I believe they ended top 10 in the whole country in defense. So that's going to be hard to replicate, but I think they can be in that top group with ACC and cause a lot of problems for opposing offenses. So having, having Tony Gibson back, having Payne Wilson back is a, is really big for this team.
0: Before I let you go, how was, how was pro day?
1: It was good. I mean, so Thayer had asked me to throw for him a while ago and I wanted to make sure like, this was not me, you know, like I can't give it up type thing. Like this was yeah, yeah. for Thayer and uh, we had a whole script playing out where there was going to be about 20 to 25 throws. We get there and the scouts are like, "No, we're putting you through the workout." And it was it was strictly a receiver workout. I mean, they put him through some receiver drills, and I threw like ten balls to him. It was, uh, he didn't need me there, but he he did really well. He he ran well, he tested well, and from me talking to the few scouts there, they said he definitely helped himself. So uh, he, he's a great kid. He's, he's kind of been my go-to throwing guy throughout the years here yeah. in the all season. So I was happy to help him and and hope he. You know, gets the shot that he deserves to, uh, you know, hopefully get drafted, if not get in camp and prove himself um, that he belongs at that level.
0: Yeah, I have no doubt that he'll take make the most of his opportunity, whatever opportunity that comes his way. I was surprised, though, that Drake, his brother, was not invited to the Combine. Now, yeah. I, I understand there's a size issue there, but at some point, what you put
1: on film should matter, right, Mike? I agree. I was really surprised that he didn't get invited to that because he went to the Shrine Bowl or the East-West game, which is like the second best bowl game. I feel like almost all those guys get invited. Yeah. Um, and then also that Chandler Zavala, um, mm-hmm. he was the same case. He was East-West Shrine, didn't get invited to the Combine, but I think he's like flying up draft board right now, tested really well. So I think those guys know that, that Drake's a football player. Maybe he's not you know, I don't think the combine actually fits his strengths as well because of the measurements. Sure. But um, he'll get his shot as well, and he's going to he'll, he'll have to prove it on the field. But I think at the end of the day, both both those guys, the the Thomas brothers, they're they're football players, and uh, I think they're going to make the most of the opportunity in training camp.
0: And and finally, um, uh, you, you have retirement news, or do you? What what's your story? Because we haven't talked. Since your Miami stint, uh, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed. Dolphin's helmet is not in the background. I know you got it at the house. That was pretty cool. You like,
1: let's put it this way. This, this is a nice little uh, Pinehurst football. You see that? You like the little butterfly? Oh, boys? wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we'll be having more golf in my future than football. But okay. um, I don't have a, a, an official retirement statement.
0: Okay. But that gets you to year 10 in terms of service, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So check that box uh, as a goal of mine. Um, it was, it was a, a fun run to, you know, transition from pack therapy, being in the booth with you to, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suiting up and, and possibly going in to, uh, go to the playoffs. So it was quite the world. I mean, talking about the Duke Mayo bowl, I was there at the game watching to his brother on Sat or yeah. Day was, he was on Friday. And on Tuesday, I'm talking to Tua as his teammate. It was, it was a uh, bizarre, you know, two weeks. Um, but uh, happy to be back with you, Joe. Well, I know who's
0: cooler. Mike McDaniel's way cooler than I am, but uh, that had to be kind of cool too. Like he, uh, he seems like he, he's got a lot going on in that brand. Yeah, it seems like a lot of football. Uh, and
1: it, it was, cool I was really impressed with what one, they did this year. One from, um, the standpoint of X's and O's you can tell some guys are wired a little bit differently, like being around John Gruden and, and some of these guys, they just kind of see the game at another level and you could tell he's pretty intelligent. He was really impressive. Um, the way he ran team meetings, the way he ran offensive meetings, extremely positive, upbeat, uh, come in blasting rap music. And he's just one of the guys, like he can relate to everyone in the room. He's funny. Um, I really enjoyed being around him, although you know, obviously it was just a short time, but I was extremely impressed with him, and uh, I'll be calling for them next year.
0: All right. Mike Glennon, Dolphins legend. Appreciate, appreciate you, man. You can check him out on Saturday, 1 o'clock, ACC Network Extra, and then the game, of course. You'll see it the next month, two months on the ACC Network proper. It's the NC State spring game. Mike Glennon, 10-time, <laughs> ten 10-year ten NFL vet. Mike Glennon now going into his second season. Of pack therapy even more important than that nfl part of his resume Uh, again catch us on apple spotify google wral sports fan or on the youtubes check us out on the youtubes as the kids like to say appreciate you guys for listening and enjoy the spring game on saturday